Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Everybody ready? Uh oh! Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on! I know you can hear me. It's Hump Day. Hump Day. Let's get rolling. This is the Big Show on 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5-1280 The Zone. Happy Wednesday. Thank you very much for making us a part of it. What's happening, Gordon? It's good to see you. Good to see you, Jake. I am doing just fine. Hope you are, too. Beautiful Wednesday out there today. It is nice. Feels kind of warm. Apparently, it's supposed to get warmer as the week goes on, which is uh, certainly nice. I don't know how we, we start off every show talking about the weather, but I feel like that is something we do. I'm looking at, at Austin. Is that something that we do? Maybe we should make it official. Wait, well, you want to you talk about Canada? No, no, that was yesterday. We can move on from that that topic, certainly. <laughs> now, no. with weather done, now over to the money desk. Your money at this moment. Jake. No, let's not let's not talk about that. No? Okay. Things, things not good on that front. Please. Green fees are back up. And stamps have raised. So I said to my daughters uh, today, I said, hey, did you see the report that said that people who drive nice cars are more likely to be a jerk? Mm -hmm. Their response? They kind of agreed with it. Yeah. I'm not Not, surprised. Not not in all cases. (laughs) But one of my daughters said, yeah, when I was dating, if if a guy had a nice car, chances were that he was going to be a little more that way. Mm Mm-hmm. That caught me by surprise, actually. Did it? Yeah, but it's it's the study isn't absolute. I mean, some people are more likely to be jerks. Not everybody. Some people just enjoy driving so much yes. that they they buy a high performance automobile. Indeed. Okay, uh, so you're saying you're the exception. Not I have the, a nice car. Not the rule. Indeed, I am. Well, I'm not saying I'm parking stall lines are merely I, suggestions. I don't, I don't think that most people are that way, but I think some people are that. Well, way. Well, I, I'd just like to remark that once again, your daughter's proved to be remar- remarkably bright, observant, well-adjusted uh, women. You know what was really bad about the whole thing? What? My wife kind of agreed. Yeah. Well, you know, I've thought that way about her for a while now. So <laughs> <laughs> I looked at her and said, "Wait a second. Anyway. Uh, so, we can start with any topic you like. I'm, we I'm, name I, a topic, and we can discuss it. I'm actually really positively surprised that you would admit that right to start off. Now, that is a way to start off the show. No, well, I didn't say it would apply in that my case. I, they, they said that they their experience with certain people They was, agreed with the study. Well, they The said, study said that people who drive luxury cars no, are more likely to be well, pre- more pretentious likely, but not, jerks. Not yeah. necessarily so. More likely, what did I say? 
You always take things so personally. Like, I'm just taking a, it's like well, a personal it, attack. Why did you bring it up in the first I, place? Much like your selection for the Not Sports Report, I found it interesting. <laughs> no, your exact I comment found it was, interesting. oh, it's too bad Austin's not here today. I would love it if I could read this with him being here. I did say those words. I, I did say that. Oh, but it was How, nothing personal. However, Adrian was useful to have him behind the, the mic at that particular time because he's been run <laughs> off the road by, by Gordon before. Because it, it talked about if you've got a luxury car, you're more likely to, to drive in that manner because you care less and about Adrian the people was back around here. And Adrian oh, was yeah. here and could relay the story of, of being run off the road by Gordon in his, <laughs> Which time? In his sports car. Oh, stop it. Come on, guys. So it, it did work out. However, it was... Uh, I'll I'll, ma- I'll uh, DM it to you there, Austin. It's a right. it's a it's a study you'd you'd find interesting. Speaking, and, speaking of getting run off the road, I mean, what? Joe and Joe Ingles or Mike Conley got run off the road. Wow, right? nice change of direction. Actually, that we've got to get right to that. That of course will uh, lead the the split story of the day. Uh, today's going to be filled with some speculation because some stuff that doesn't usually happen is happening. Some melodrama, huh? Let's uh, let's get into it, Austin. It's uh, it's time for the split story of the day. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Mike, can you kind of describe what the sorry, the film session was like yesterday? Um, you know. Coach obviously pointed out a lot of things that uh, felt that we could be doing better at this point, things that we've been doing, uh, but for whatever reason we haven't, um, you know, been able to do in the last few games. So obviously we were locked in and focused on that, and um, you know, really was a mental mental day just of trying to get a lot of information in and um, trying to get us, you know, refocus on that. Do you think it's just rest coming back from the All Star break? Or? Um, you know, it's, it's tough to pinpoint. All these teams are coming off all-star break, so, um, you know, we can't blame it on Russ. I think it's just mental focus. I think it's just um, trying to come out with an edge, um, continually just trying to get better as we do it and not worrying about the result as much as, as, you know, each individual play, each guy being accountable for each individual, each individual mistake and um, going from there. Mike Conley. Uh, as the Jazz have a big game tonight against the Boston Celtics. However, there has been some drama with the lineup, Gordon, and we speculated yesterday that maybe some lineup changes or altering was coming. And we find out about two hours ago, according to Tony Jones and Sham Sharani of The Athletic, that uh, Mike Conley would be going to the bench in favor of Royce O'Neal, only to find out... Amir, uh, let's see here, just to make sure I've got it right. About 40 minutes ago, Gordon, Tony Jones, and The Athletic update the story. The Jazz have now uh, decided to keep Mike Conley in the starting lineup and move Joe Ingles to the bench, according to sources. Apparently, they made this decision after announcing the move to the players. Okay, so which one did they initially announce? And was the first report correct? Or was the first report incorrect? 
See, that's that, this is where the speculation comes uh-huh. in, which is uh, which is unfortunate. And I never want to, you know. I think Tony Jones is is pretty good at what he does, and very good at what he does. We've both known Tony for a long time. You were uh, you worked with him over the Salt Lake Tribune, so doesn't I, make stuff up. I I don't believe he does. No, so. You know, I tend to believe that there was probably some back and forth on this this issue, but that opens up a whole new can of worms, right? So uh, I don't know if if it chewed around today. They said, "Hey guys, Mike's going to the bench. We're going to move Royce into the starting lineup, and uh, we're going to see how it goes." And then something happened behind the scenes, and now it's not so fast. Joe Ingles is going to the bench because that is what it kind of looks like at the moment. But maybe Tony talked to somebody who. Gave him bad info. I don't know. So, we don't know what we don't know. Or we do know what we don't know. Hmm? Uh-huh. Pretty much. So, it, 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 if that was the initial report, then I, there must have been some some veracity to it. Knowing, knowing Tony, I would think so. And, and by the way, Sham Sharania, he's, he's not where he is in this business because he's wrong a lot. So. And so you think, do you believe that it was decided to have Mike Conley not start and put Royce into that starting lineup? And then there was, upon further review, another change that now Mike was going to start and Joe Ingles was going to come out of that starting lineup. That's what it looks like. I... I'm I'm torn on this a little bit because I'm not sure, and this would really tick Quinn off. I think because he doesn't, he he never has put a lot of heft behind who starts and who comes off the bench because he values everybody. And I don't know whether there it really matters that much. What matters is who's finishing the game. I mean that is the 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 common wisdom, and I think it's common because it is true. So does it really matter who's who's starting? What matters is who's on that floor in the fourth quarter at crunch time. And that's going to be available for everybody to see. Right. Well, it matters to somebody, Gordon. Because somebody made it, it would appear, made a decision today and then changed their mind nearly hours later and there's got to be a reason for that right well that's a great point jake and it's hard to argue that if it doesn't matter then why the change in the first place right which and you know there's there's probably some issue as far as dynamic goes behind the scenes where there's something going on where people are sharing opinions and it's not Everybody's not agreeing. Opinion, yeah, right. So I've always said this about the Jazz: they have strong personalities involved in the power structure, and smart guys. All of them are smart, and all of them uh, trust their instincts, and sometimes they disagree. That, and and that's kind of what you want. You want people. You don't want yes men. You don't want somebody just sit there and go, yeah, whatever you say, that's what I'm going to do. No, I think there's value in disagreement as long as you can come to some consensus somewhere along the way where it doesn't rupture the flow of the work. Right. But there is value in dissent. I don't think everybody has to agree about everything. That's overrated. And I, I think that's a problem that, that many organizations have, where everybody just lines up and says, yes, sir, that's what it's going to be. I mean, I get it. You need that in certain endeavors. But uh, when it comes to, to making important decisions about 
about what happens, the, the, what the thrust of the club is moving forward, it, it, there's value in smart people disagreeing. And I, I don't know exactly what took place here, but it sounds to me like there may be variants of opinion. Well, how could there not be? Because there's a lot of elephants in the room, and maybe today's about talking about those those elephants. But the truth is, they invested a lot in getting Mike Conley, and they're investing a lot in him financially. And so there was a lot invested in him by people in this franchise, be it coach or, or front office or what have you. Well, so, I, look, so, the, so how much does that play into the conversation? Because yeah. it, it has to. It, it has I mean, to. Money, money talks, right? I mean, but I, here's, my, here's my idea. I like Mike Conley. I like him as a person. What I know about him, I mean, I don't hang out with him, but in our conversations with him, I like him. I think he's a likable person. I think he's a good teammate. I think there, there, he has a lot going for him. I don't get why he hasn't been better than he's been this year. I, I, mean, I understand uh, the parameters, but I don't, I don't understand why the adjustments haven't been able to be mastered quicker. I heard I heard Kevin Winter on with uh, with Tony today on Tony in Austin, and he's the anchor for ESPN. There he, he does basketball, football, baseball. He's, he kind of is is a bit of a do everything guy. But it, one of his comments on the Jazz I found re- really stood out to me. He said, "Well, the Jazz are a piece away." And so, and Tony furthered the conversation and encouraged you to go online, 1280thezone.com, and, and talk to Kevin about it. But they're a piece of, Conley was supposed to be that piece. He's that, yeah. he's that piece. He I mean, we were having, we've been having this conversation for a couple of years, and he's that piece. So you, you see, there's, there's pressure on just that statement alone to make it work. Because you've invested a lot in that guy, you you've added him as the piece. You said yes. I uh, you don't have to be worth thirty four million dollars. Fine, we get it. We right. get you're on the back end of the deal. Uh-huh. We understand. Rudy and Donovan don't have to be paid for a couple of years. You're you're going to be our dude. Don't even worry about it. And he's he's come in and he's not been the ideal fit. He hasn't he hasn't been the extra piece. Here's a national guy from ESPN saying they still need another piece. I almost you know, tore out a couple of strands <laughs> of hair because I thought, well, that that is what's missing, and that's Mike Conley. So in the confusion today, the thing about keeping him in the starting lineup is I know the season's coming down to crunch time, but it's got to work. He's that piece. You would think so. He's that piece. So how do you make it work? And that's did, they got to do it, it still. Yeah. That hasn't changed. That yeah. hasn't changed. And I know they were good without him for a stretch, but that fact has been consistent through this all. I understand that. But if you're making decisions about what's going on on the court right now, I can understand why someone might think that if it's based solely on what's happening and solely on what's going to win you that game tonight, where there might be resistance toward having Mike Conley play a primary role. Right. I mean, we've talked about this, like you said, for weeks, for months, that Mike Conley has been a weakness on defense. He's been getting beat. And he hasn't really fit into the offensive flow. Now, we have seen indications of improvement, uh, but it, it still hasn't been what we all thought it would be. Is putting Royce O'Neal into the lineup instead of Mike Conley the answer? I Royce O'Neal has not been he's he's been okay defensively, but it's not like he's been a stopper. So I, I maybe 
maybe it's worth it to keep Mike Conley in there and work your way through these so that you can peak once the playoffs start. And if you lose a little playoff positioning, then you lose that. But then you would be better off to start the postseason against whoever you're going to face. However, if you're in a, in the seven or eight spot, you're going to be in, in a really you're going to have a tough go of it. But I don't know. These are these are all things that are on the table. I'm sure as they're discussing this stuff. Joe Ingles has not played well recently. No, he hasn't. And here's you know your your doubts about Royce aside. Here's what Royce does in the starting lineup, which could really help Conley, and which is why I've I've liked the idea from the beginning, because Royce will go over will go out and guard the other team's best guy. He'll let Jason Tatum drag him around the floor for the majority of the game tonight, and he doesn't shoot a lot. He doesn't need the basketball. That's true. He's, he's there if you need him in the corner, or he'll start the blender from time to time, or keep it going. He'll make the smart pass. He's not a dumb player. He doesn't need to have the ball and he doesn't need to be taking shots. He doesn't need to, but the shots come to him in the Jazz offense. And he's got to make them when he gets them. But and the he point has is- made uh, a decent amount from three. But Jake, is if, if, <laughs> if they put Royce O'Neal on Jason Tatum tonight, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here. I, I don't know this for a fact, but I would guess that Jason Tatum is going to light him up. Well, you know what, Gordon? He's the best they've got. I mean, who's side conversation? Who's who's better on the Jazz against Jason Tatum? That's a really good question. Yeah. Well, I want to hear a really good answer. I don't have. That's one. not Royce O'Neal. I don't have. So one. there you go. Yeah. He's going to be better at doing that than Joe Ingles. No offense to Joe. But are there people who are better? Are there if he's if he's going to get beat at the def, on defense? Is there someone who would improve the chances on the offensive side to make up for whatever the weakness would be on the defensive? Yes, side? it's it's Royce O'Neal. The answer is is once again because Gordon here I'll, offensively. I'll, yes, because I'll tell you why. Uh, you know who predicted that it wouldn't work with Joel Embiid and Al Horford months ago? You're looking right at him, Gordon. <laughs> oh, congratulations, because there's Jake. there's duplication there. Basketball, you know, we can say p- positionless basketball here all we want, but the truth is there's only one basketball to go around, <laughs> and that matters in this game. And if there's duplication, uh, things aren't going to work as well. So here's the problem with Joe Ingles as opposed to Royce O'Neal, is you've got Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, and Joe Ingles who all overlap. Because they all need the ball, and they all need to be making plays in the pick and roll. All three of them. That is true. Royce O'Neal, however, just needs to occupy a defender, period. Make the right decision from time to time and bang down some threes, and dude is stoked he got an extension and is playing on a good team. And that's what you love about Royce O'Neal. But Joe Joe Ingles, I mean, when he's especially when he's passing up open threes, Gordon, I mean— He's got to be the one running the pick and roll with Rudy because apparently nobody else can throw a lob either, <laughs> which which is a real problem. But having those three on the floor at the same time, there's overlap. That that is that is a keen observation. So give Mike Conley the ball a little more. That's what he needs to do. You got to do something. And Bogdanovich is going to shoot. And the good news is that's exactly what you want him doing. So carry on, sir. But you got to find figure out a way to get Mike Conley going. Fact. And maybe it was coming off the bench. Maybe that's a great idea. I don't know. But you can't the, – the problem with bringing him off the bench, Gordon, I apologize if I'm getting windy here, but you can't you're, – you're risking losing him. You are. If you, if you bench him and give him a lesser role, you're, you're risking – and I'm not just talking about 
losing him like uh, in the off season or in two years or whatever. I'm talking about losing him like no longer contributing. Emmanuel Moutier, how's it going? Losing him. I feel like that guy in the audience of the jazz games when they swirl that uh, the, the the nut around with the basketball in it, and I, you got to pick out which behind which nut is the ball. The shell game. The shell game. Thank mm-hmm. you. Not swirling the, the, the three, nut. The three card Monty, <laughs> please. <laughs> Who were you talking about at the end there? Uh, Emmanuel. Emmanuel Moody. No, before that. Uh, Mike Conley. Okay. Yeah, I, I, um, maybe that's true of all the guys, but it shouldn't be. If you're a real pro, it shouldn't be. Well, well right. Welcome to welcome to the world, Gordon. But uh, here, yeah, and I mean, Ricky uh, Rubio had his feelings I, hurt last year that somebody <laughs> said that he might be traded. I mean, a real pro, a real pro would look at the situation and say, "Hey, uh, they're seeing the same thing that you and I are," and say, "Okay, I've been a weakness. I've got to get my stuff together." And uh, I'll take this role. However, no, 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 no athlete <laughs> in the history of athletics. That's, your, that, that's the problem. That they all think that if they got a, a bigger opportunity, that it would make all the difference in the world. They all think they're the answer. And so they're actually being a good teammate by being like, well, yeah, we're going to win more if, if I obviously have a bigger role. <laughs> There's only one answer. Right. And Practice. it's me. No, the uh, Joe Eagles, and I'm trying to remember which player it was. I, I he told a, or maybe it was Dennis Lindsay when he went on with with Woj or Justin. Anyway, somebody told the story about how Joe had a rookie convinced that the the problem with the Jazz and the reason they were struggling at the time was he was not giving a better opportunity, and the the you know kind of the the anecdote wraps up with like yeah the rookie thought that he was the answer. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, Joe you're right. That. You're right. What a scoundrel. Anyway, but the point is, is that yeah? Can you imagine? You know, you know what the problem with this team is? Is that I'm too much a part of it. <laughs> so you know what? I'm going to take a lap. I'm going to go get a sandwich. I'm going to grab some pine, and I'm going to sit down. I'm going to observe for a while. But I'm going to be ready when they call my number again. Give me about eighteen a game. Said Sounds nobody. Good. Yeah, right. Said nobody ever. That's why this stuff is so delicate. That's why being it's the an head old coach. Dominion song, good, very good one too. That's why being the head coach or general manager of an NBA team, it's hard. <laughs> it's it's really hard. Hmm. All right, we can get well, more of this uh, th- coming th- th- up. Okay, this is what I hope. I hope that Quinn Snyder has been the mastermind behind this whole thing, because I don't like anybody else really getting involved. Fair enough. All right, want to remind you, call Action Plumbing and get your preseason furnace tune-up and safety check for 33 bucks. Call 801-833-3333 or go to actionplumbing.net. More big show straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Slow Mojo. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK. So can I get a selfie with you? Please. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I knew you knuckleheads were going to bring this. <laughs> but yeah, that created quite a stir. It did. Much more than I anticipated. I had a phone shoved in my face, and I was with Renee, and I just said, oh, say please. And then he made the little remark back, but he actually apologized to him. I think he posted the picture of us. I still obviously had the photo with him, and basketball player or not, doctor, 7-Eleven, wherever you work, if you're asking someone to do something, whatever it is, please and thank you. It's like the most common. Easy courtesy in the world. Oh, yeah. Catch 
It's Jazzman Joe Ingles with DJ and PK. Every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. chance to win tickets win it's a win ticket wednesday caller number 12 right now at 855-340 zone and you'll win tickets right here on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network all right, you heard the sounder right there. It's a win ticket Wednesday. 855-340-ZONE. Be the 12th caller. You're going to see Chris Stapleton. He's back this summer with special guest Cheryl Crow and the Dirty Knobs with Mike Campbell on an exclu- or excuse me, extensive new run of shows. Chris Stapleton's All-American Roadshow is sure to delight the crowd with a unique blend of bluegrass, rock, and country. Don't miss your chance to experience it live Thursday, June 25th. At USANA Amphitheater, tickets on sale now. Purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com. Nice work. Uh, Love Win Ticket Wednesday. Call in now. 12th caller. You're going to the show. Should be a good one. You're going to probably go, right, Gordon? Aren't you a big fan? Yeah. Not much enthusiasm behind that there. What else is on your mind? You seem a little distracted. It depends. Has, Has PK bought tickets yet? No, nope. he went. He went to Miranda Lambert last night. He couldn't talk me, and he knew he couldn't talk me into that one. <laughs> Why do you know that? What's wrong with Miranda Lambert? Too country. What do you mean too country? Hey, you're you're a country I'm going, guy. I'm going, no, I'm not. You are. No, I'm still adjusting. You got to take it one step at a time. Old Dominion, yes. Uh, Zach Brown Band, yes. Uh, Miranda Lambert, no, I'm not there yet. Over under. Now, I know purists out there are probably upset with me because they're all, you know, in a Merle Haggard and all that. But I'm not there yet. So I'm trying. You, I'm trying. You went and saw, what, a dozen country shows last year? You're a country guy. No. No, I, I did see, okay, the purists won't like this. But I saw Old Dominion a number of times. Exactly. I saw Kenny Chesney a couple times. I saw Zach Brown Band. <clears throat> I saw, who else did I see? Why Florida, Florida, Georgia line. Uh-huh. You're a country guy. No. Yeah. No, that's this is moderate. It's fine. No, why, are, is, why are you hiding it, from because this? Because it's moderate pop country. It's not it's not hardcore country. Like when I went to uh What difference is when that I went make? to Garth Brooks concert with my wife, I knew one song. And everybody else in the building was singing the lyrics to every song. I knew one song. I ain't country. But why are you why are you hiding from this? I'm not is hiding. It a, is it a bad thing? No, I'm just saying that I'm. I'm it's a. It's a. You can embrace it. It's, it's a, all right. No, I can't embrace it because I'm not there yet. You seem pretty there. No, it's fine. No, I know it's PK's fault. It's all right. We can blame him. It's, it's not PK's fault. It's my wife's fault. She's the one that's uh, 
She's the one that's gotten into the country thing, oh, but yeah? she doesn't. She's not. She's not hardcore country either. But she does like country music. She's probably not hiding from it like you are. No, she's not. She's embraced it, but I haven't. Still, still hiding. No. Uh, Gordon Hayward returns tonight. Gordon, interesting that uh, that has taken a backseat to this starting lineup drama. Uh, but if there's uh, the Jazz need uh, an excuse to get their edge back, maybe it's something along those lines. However, uh, very few members of this team were actually teammates with Gordon Hayward. See, I so. think that's water under the bridge now. It might not be the case with every fan in the building, uh, but uh, give it a rest. It's gone now. And I was very critical of Gordon Hayward, the way he handled that situation, and I ripped him pretty good. Uh, and, and I thought he deserved to be ripped. It's a long time ago, man. It's you don't you can't hang on to these. Things. A little public service announcement here. Don't hang on to this stuff. Just let it go after a while. It's okay. It's First okay. of all, sure you can. <laughs> sure you You're can a hang on. You can hang on to it. And second of all, he's <laughs> you sound like Austin now. Who said that he would, he would never revenge would always be on the plate somewhere. He ducked the Jazz for how many years now? So he's coming back to this building. He's he probably deserves what he's going to get. I got no I got no problem with that. <laughs> I think I think now, it's time to move on. Now after a good you know thorough razzing, you know if it gets years down the line, like like when they were when the crowd here was still booing Darren Williams in the Dallas years, it was like <laughs> okay, I think we're you know I think I think we can be past it. Especially since he's one of the Jazz now. But it's know? not like. They've really had any opportunity to express their feelings to Gordon in person. Has, has it not really happened at all? No. I don't think so. First no. game back. Yeah, that's right. Game. That's right. All so right. it's time to move on before that? Well, uh, okay. Maybe you guys are right. You're right. allowed one but, but bite don't, at the don't, apple. Don't, I'm hoping boo. they give out Shamrock t-shirts at the door. Just oh, nice. Good call. Nice. Good call. Don't boo it's him just every a shirt. time he touches the ball. That's what I'm saying. Uh, because then you'll look. Then uh, just... Uh, well, fans can do whatever they want. Maybe I mean, if uh, we all fly to San Diego and then back first. <laughs> or should we wait till the 4th of July and, still, then, and boo them and then say, no, we're not sure we wanted to boo you and then boo them again anyway. You're still holding on to that, huh? No, I'm just hypotheticals. See, it was you, handled really well. You, you should no, be allowed. it was not handled well. And I think he deserved the criticism he got. And, I don't know, maybe you're right. Uh, maybe it's therapeutic for the fans to just let them have it, but I, it's just not my nature. It's because his name's Gordon. Yeah, no. true. And no, I don't that. think... The old Buick back in town. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think... <laughs> wonder any... if he's read a book yet, huh, Gordon? <laughs> oh, man, those were the days, weren't they? <laughs> Did you guys hear what Ennis had to say on some podcast about this very thing? What did he say? Oh, can I play it for you? Yeah, Because yeah, it goes right along the, the discussion. Okay. Yeah, all right. Let's uh, let's hear. You get a weird trip: Minnesota, L.A., Portland, going back to Portland, and then Utah. Oh no! It's like Dennis Cantor. You know what? What? I wonder who's gonna get more booed, me or Gordon? Do you think they'll boo you? What? Every time I touch the ball, they boo me. Really? Every time I go back to Utah, they I'm, seem like such nice people. I feel so good this year because I have Gordon. So. There you go. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, see, I, yeah, Ennis, he, I think he really misses hanging out at the Cheesecake Factory, you know, tweeting out if there's any hot women around, come visit him. I, I think he misses that. So he's, he's got a soft spot somewhere. But they're still, my, my point is they're still booing Ennis, and yeah. now you want him to not even boo Hayward yet. Yeah, right. I agree. Uh, okay. Uh, maybe you guys have talked me into this. 
Maybe, maybe you, me, you brought me along. No, listen. I, I wouldn't, but I, maybe others, if they feel like they should, they can do what they want. Here's the thing. Anytime you you leave a team and you're a player of value, or even not so much in Ennis's case, uh, it's going to be an awkward thing, right? Well, Gordon, now, you can, Gordon you, screwed the Jazz over. He Let's did, and he did it intentionally. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I can't blame fans for having some animosity that they're going to express. I, I don't think those fans, however, celebrated when Gordon went through a significant injury. And I do think that that affects a lot of people's feelings because we're, we realize we're that they're people. human beings first. <laughs> And, and, you know, members of a rival team certainly second. So, But I do think that the way he chose to do things, I understand why it rubbed people the wrong way because they were rejected and their team was rejected. Yeah. And so, you know, people aren't really wild about that. Ennis Cantor, for example, I, I mean, I think people – I understand why jazz fans don't like Ennis, but Ennis in his personal life has made some very uh, admirable stands of for humans. That, yeah, but uh, people didn't appreciate the fact that when we went to OKC, he was sitting there saying that this is a franchise that's run the way a franchise should be right. run as like opposed to the jazz. Right, and I get it, and that's why I get it that he's booed, and you hear Ennis even laugh about it. I mean, that doesn't sound like a guy who's too overly bitter. He understands what's going on. People, Ennis, me- people mellow over time. But Ennis was also almost kidnapped in a Hungarian airport, yeah. only to disappear from this planet forever. You know what I really enjoyed seeing the other night? Mehmet Okur. That's a, that's a good guy. And it's, it's, he's, he was always kind of a good guy. He's just more relaxed now. I, I, I talked to him for, uh, for a while, and uh, he, he jazz fans should really, really like that guy, and I think they do. But you're right, Gordon Hayward screwed the Jazz over, and Gordon Hayward was kind of a jerk. I bet he drives a nice car. <laughs> Even if he himself was a Buick. Oh, man. Not that a Buick's not a nice car. I don't know. I mean, listen, Gordon <laughs> Gordon Hayward left, and he didn't even get the team a trade exception. Yeah. I think that needs he, to tell you everything you over. need to know about no his, his feelings about uh, the Jazz. So. Nah, get over it, Jake. But Yeah, right. But I, I think they should totally just you know say, hey, how's it going? Glad you're uh, I'm back. I'm not a big booer. Uh, never, never have been. I, I, but if that's what fans, how they want to express themselves, and you know, sure. If you were a booer, how would it sound, Gordon? <laughs> Give us your best boo. Let's hear it. Okay, here, let me get let me get in the let me get a proper stance. In the here. mood? Did you almost say in the Ooh. mood for booing? Okay, proper stance. Jake, make me mad, will you? No. Just right, make what me am mad. I going to do to 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 Austin, make you say mad? something to make me mad? Here, I'll I'll make you mad. Uh, looks like someone's sniffing around your car down there in the parking <laughs> lot. Boo! Boo! That wasn't bad. That wasn't. That wasn't. Now terrible. give us a Hayward Schmayward. <laughs> Hayward Schmayward. No, like, nah, never mind. That was the Heisman Schmeisman thing, but anyway. Uh, did you hurt yourself booing there? You need, need, a, <laughs> need a drink to. Well, I haven't booed in a while. It's been since I was a kid. Been a while? Been a, yeah. been a minute? Yeah, well, it sounded I'm good. Not, I'm not a booer. That was I'm nice. I'm a booer. I'm not a boozer. I'm not a booer. Join uh, Scotty and Hans coming up uh, tomorrow from noon to 3 at All-Star Garage Door, located at 165 West Frontage Road in American Fork. Stop by and see the highest quality in garage doors and garage shelving. All-Star Garage Door. More straight ahead on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Heisman, 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 Heisman. Three, two, one. 
is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Incriminating audio. BYU loses by 30 or more to Gonzaga, or I give you incriminating audio. Well, what's it going to be? What miserable thing am I going to have to hear for the next 30 years like of here, my career? I'm going with pet name. That's my that's my vote. You're okay to just... It seems like it bothers you a to lot. To just admit that Jake Scott's better at this than you guys? <laughs> sure. Okay. No qualms on this side. All right. Well, Whitney's pet name for me is Tony. Beautiful. Well, like Whitney's what, pet name the... for me is Tony. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm in trouble at home, too. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Unload up your questions and pick up your sticks and your stones. And pretend I'm a shelter for heartaches that don't have a home. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, The Big Show. 975-1280 the zone. Stay tuned. Coming up top four o'clock hour, Keith Smith is gonna join us. Uh, makes the magic happen, uh, does work for Real GM, Yahoo Sports, uh, as well as uh, focuses on the Celtics at uh, on the Celtics blog. So he's gonna join us top of the four o'clock hour. Mark Durant gonna be on the show at 430. Talk a little BYU basketball and David Locke at 5 o'clock. All good by me. Like it. David uh, in the 5 o'clock hour on a game day. I think that's uh, that's a good thing. And we'll be curious to get David's thoughts on mm, the news of the day, the, yeah. the starting lineup announcement and then retraction and um, what what's kind of going on with the Jazz as they try to uh, adjust adjust the trajectory of their team at the moment. I'm not sure that the Jazz made an announcement and then retracted it. Fair enough. Yeah, wrong wording it was on my a part. Report. It was, and, and then, then the it report changed. was changed. But we don't know whether the report was changed because the decision was changed. Hmm. That we don't know. No, we don't. Uh, but nonetheless, according to the Athletic and Tony Jones and Sham Sharani, we're going to see Joe Ingles go to the bench. Royce O'Neal move into the starting lineup. Mike Con- uh, Conley remains in the starting lineup. And I think it. I think a change was necessary. I'm curious to see the impact of it, and uh, what's going on with the Jazz right now. Because one thing I think everybody can agree, they're not all pulling in the same direction. I think you made a great point earlier, Jake. There was duplication there, and maybe. Th- how do you think it'll go with Joe on the floor with Jordan Clarkson as a part of that second unit? I think it has potential. I, I do. Jordan is a is a bit of a black hole, but less so, I think, than his reputation. And if Joe, you know, let's say you add Rudy to that lineup and you have Rudy play more with the bench unit to run that pick and roll with Joe and find uh, Clarkson for some open shots, I, I, I certainly think that could be effective. But I've liked that idea since the beginning of the year, and it didn't go well at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but Clarkson wasn't on the team at the beginning of the year either. Okay, let me ask you this. This is a dumb question, but I'll ask it anyway. Is there any scenario under which you would start Jordan Clarkson? No, I don't think so. Okay. I I think he fills a role and he's really comfortable with that role, so let's not mess with it. That would be my that would be my perspective cuz he's really good at coming in with lineups where he can be, you know, the guy who's taking a bunch of shots because that's what he's really really good at. He's not 
uh, a defender by by trade. Gordon, he's not a rebounder. He's not a necessarily a passer, although, like I said, I do think he's better at that than his reputation would indicate. But he's a guy who's going to come out and score a bunch of points for you real quick. This is the, the whole thing. We can boil this down to one little tidbit here. It is Mike Conley has to play better. It's got to work. Mike Conley plays better, and by play, and I'm saying that plays better. I mean, if he fits into the offense, he sets up the other guys and can be a, an effective uh, distributor of the ball and a scorer. If he can do all of that and put up a little bit of resistance at the defensive end, if he can be Mike Conley, then it's a good move. Yeah, because Mike Conley is better than Joe Ingles. You hope that remains true. I think it rem- that remains true. So, and, and Joe, you know, it sounds like he's the one who's going to have to make a pretty significant adjustment. Make that adjustment, Joe. He's got a he's got a contract where he's comfortable. Will he come off the bench and look good? Because he, he like needs you, to find you pointed a way. out, he did not look good early on. And I don't know why we automatically blamed the rest of the team for that, by the way. But then he got moved in the starting lineup and he played better. But that coincided with Mike Conley going out of the lineup. Did so we, nothing did we blame was really the rest of the team for that. Oh, that whole take about how Joe has to play with better players. Well, that's that. That was told to me by someone who is a fairly significant decision maker. Around these parts. Okay, fair enough. I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that Joe at some point needs well, that's to... that's not really blaming everybody else. I mean, Joe has to keep his head up and keep going forward regardless. Mm-hmm. I agree. I've agreed with that for a while. Yeah. I mean... What do you mean, yeah? Yeah, I agree with you. All right. Well, now he's not going to be playing with as good of players. He still needs to be a good player. <laughs> Yeah, that's a novel idea, but yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Stay tuned. We're talking to Keith Smith coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. man.